Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day. But that's important because it keeps us in God's word. And since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, then being in his word in these short studies every day, well, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can, every day, because you know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to think about their relationship with God. They need to think about their souls and eternity because it's coming. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody turn to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about the devil. As we've said, there are a lot of people who don't believe in the devil. And there are a lot of people who, oh, they've got that nagging belief there in the back of their minds, but they don't want to believe in the devil because they don't want to believe in the reality of who the devil is and what he does and where he is leading them. They want to believe that everything is okay and that they're going to be just fine while they're living in sinfulness, in disobedience to God, they want to be okay. And so they don't want there to be a devil. And that reality of what he's trying to do to bring them to eternal condemnation in hell, they don't want to believe that that's real. But that does not change the fact of the matter. As I've said, not believing in the truth does not make it to not be the truth. The truth is the truth, whether we believe in it or not. And the devil is real. There are many people who have just discounted him altogether, and they try to denigrate, to ridicule people who believe in the devil, saying that that's fantasy, that's immaturity, that's childish. They say the devil, in some cases, was just made up by religious people who want to keep other people under their control, make them do what they want them to do, and manipulate them in various ways. Well... That is self-deceptive on their parts because the devil is real. He's not been made up by mankind any more than God has been made up by mankind. In reality, belief in God necessitates belief in the devil because you've got the difference between total goodness, absolute purity, and what we see all around us, on the other hand, the opposite of all of that being wickedness and immorality and sinfulness, evil. You see, the two are diametrically opposed to one another. The devil is real. He was mentioned 55 times by that term, that name, Satan, in God's Word. Nineteen times in the Old Testament, 36 times in the New Testament. And the word devil, to describe him, is used 59 times, all in the New Testament. Jesus spoke of the devil, his reality, numerous times. 
Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, John chapter 8, verse 44, just a couple of examples. The devil is real. Well, what is his nature? What is his character like? We've looked at a couple of attributes of his character. <laughs> and attributes, we might say, would be a positive kind of term, and we certainly don't mean it to be positive at all. But these are part of his character, characteristics of his nature. One, he's a slanderer. We talked about how he slandered Job before God himself, but Job maintained his integrity and his faith in God and faithfulness to God. We noted also that the devil is a counterfeiter. He tries to make us believe that things are right or that things are true that are absolutely false. He, tr he tries to cloud our thinking so that we think that evil is good and good is evil. And let me tell you, he's done a, an effective number on a lot of people today. He's also a liar and a deceiver. In fact, Jesus characterized him as being the father of all lies and the father of all liars, if you would. Paul warned, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 3. Now here is another characteristic of his nature that would be surprising to many people. He is identified in the scriptures as being the ruler of this world, at least in one frame of reference. In John chapter 12 and verse 31, notice, and Jesus speaking, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cut out. The ruler of this world will be cut out. Interesting. We look a little further in John's gospel account in chapter 14 and verse 30. And again, Jesus speaking. He says, I will no longer talk much with you. He's speaking to the apostles here. This is the night of his betrayal. For the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. And then again in chapter 16 and verse 11, Jesus uses the same frame of reference for the devil of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Interesting, isn't it? Being referred to by the Lord himself, the devil being referred to as the ruler of this world. When we look at 1 John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, we see similarly, John the Apostle writing. And he says, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Well, could we say anything else right now when we look all around us as to the world <laughs> in a, you know, in a graphic kind of, of descriptive sense, being on fire with wickedness, evil, ungodliness, unrighteousness, violence. But let's narrow it down to our own nation. All of those characteristics are descriptive of what we see all around us in our country right now. 
Our country is in chaos. Our country is falling into the pits. Our country is engulfed in violence and hatred, outright hatred of one another. Ridicule, slander, all kinds of ungodliness. Oh, the sway of the devil? (laughs) It has certainly taken its toll upon our nation as well as the world. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, the Apostle Paul wrote this, whose minds the God of this age, God being lowercase g, not speaking of God the Father, God the Creator in heaven, but he's speaking of the devil here, Satan, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, the true God, God the Father, God the Creator, should shine on them. Now, who would want people to not believe in the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? None other than the devil himself. And he's referred to here as by the Apostle Paul as the God, lowercase g, of this age. As we read back in John's account of the gospel message, the ruler of this world interesting characterizations. But when you stop and think about how he has had such influence upon humanity, it's easy for us to understand the accuracy of these designations of the devil himself, these descriptions of his identity. In fact, Jesus talked about how, and he did not refer to the devil specifically here, but certainly the ultimate end of those who follow him, Jesus says he has more followers, faithful followers, than God does. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 13, Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. Now, that does not mean that by virtue of having the most followers, the devil is the one who we ought to be following. No, no. There have been a whole host of individuals through the history of time that have had great followings numerically and even ideologically who were absolutely wrong, who were evil, who were wicked, and led their followers to destruction. Jesus talked about the way of following the devil as being the wide road, no rules, no holds barred, the easy path to take. Well, you know, that's the way rivers flow. They take the path of least resistance, and rivers are (laughs) extremely crooked, aren't they? doubling back on themselves over and over again in many cases. But Jesus described the way to heaven, the way to eternal life, as being straight and narrow. And that's because it's the way of truth. And truth is always narrow. 
But the way to follow the devil is just do anything you want. Don't worry about it being right. Don't worry about it being wrong. Don't even think about the principle between the two. Don't think about it being ungodly. Don't think about it being dangerous. Just take part. Enjoy for the moment if it brings you some temporary joy, and don't even think about the ultimate destruction it's leading you to. And that's eternal condemnation in hell. Well, the ruler of this world, interesting characterization of the devil, because most of humanity is following him more than they're following God. We'll look at him as being our adversary next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to be on guard always against the ways of the devil. Help us to be alert and aware always. Give us your sight, your insight, and your wisdom, Father, but also give us your strength to stand against his ways that are always leveled against us. Help us to always walk with you, Father. Help us to see your will as your will always and submit our will to your will. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.